on, I am on. I am pencil frying sweet black alphabets in an all-night oil. Nikki Finney. Mitchell L.H. Douglas is an associate professor of creative writing at IUPUI. He is the author of Black Alphabet, winner of the 2011 Persia Books Lexi Rudnitsky Editor's Choice Award, and Cooling Board, a long-playing poem, a 2010 NAACP Image Award nominee. He is a Kaveh Kanem Fellow and co-founder of the Afrolachian Poets. Welcome to The Poet's Weave. I'm Romaine Rubinus-Dorsey. Mitchell, what poems have you brought for us today? Passing Negro Mountain, Garrett County, Maryland. Admit it. You heard the title and thought, here we go again, another race poem. Aren't we post-black? Or the word Negro stuck its shackled ankle in your path, reveled at the trip, thud. Or you asked, Negro, what century is this? Perhaps you laughed at the way passing leaned into in, a hint of identity intimacy, the vacant trade of dark for light. Imagine being black, warring with red brothers, this mountain the last place your chest knows rise and fall, Warrior buried in a hill to heaven, body pushing bark with charcoal feet to gunfire air, and the kicker in your long dead honor, this bitter root, the antiquated name. Inhabit for Deborah Kang Dean. At the podium, your fingers find the page, flatten one's back to another's stomach. The heel of your hand stands north, reverses the great migration. Sometimes, you say, women poets, poets of color, are called to be spokespeople. I can't even speak for myself. One month prior, a day of bloom and mirth, you sign your first book, a surprise, hand your words across a congregation of empty plates. I mouth the inscription, a silent sermon. Today, the microphone raises your slow breeze timber, praises the beat of your heart. You are a patient ventriloquist. Your lips move and lyrics float, bounce from speakers hiding in walls. Your hand moves again, an opening to another room. Heel of hand to page, rest, slide, read, turn. Heel of hand to page. Rest, slide, read. Tallahatchie for Emmett Till and Marilyn Nelson. What are the odds? One week after teaching Marilyn's crown for Emmett, I crawl on I-65 behind a white pickup with Mississippi plates, the county, Tallahatchie. For dramatic effect, It helps we are witnessing a lightning storm, two lanes narrow to one, and I won't let anyone cut between me and the white truck, the white lightning I can't control. I examine the contents of the truck bed, toolbox, silver, textured, a cart upturned, its wheels raised in surrender. No cotton gin fans, no barbed wire clues, just my pen scribbling in a moleskin a verse for the dead, living and mourning at 30 miles per hour. 
The truck is the same race as the driver and passenger, one navigator, one witness, same race as the student who said, this poem is racist. Its continued references to the word white are all negative. Maryland's, not mine. How the highway works. Speed, lines, a left lane for passing, some barely driving or passing, never leave. The classroom, no safer. You've been listening to Poetry by Mitchell L.H. Douglas on The Poet's Weave. I'm Romaine Rubinus Dorsey. Mitchell, tell me about this this second book, which is, seems to me so much more um, personal than your first book that sort of gave us Donny Hathaway come to life. Yeah, see, that's, um, that's exactly right. This book is about my family. This is also the really scary part of this, though. The first book is totally in persona, and this, this book is me. It's my family. Um, and it was the death of my grandmother in 2005. It was actually before... I completed um, the MFA here at IU. Um, you know, we lost my grandmother. And she was really the center of the family. And so I thought about, you know, what do we do now? This is like my son, the first, like, major death he's experienced in, his, you know, in, in the family. Um, we're all reeling. And I'm writing poems just trying to get through it. But the book became this tribute, really, to my grandmother, um, and it begins, um, you know, for Mamie Lee Green, I miss you with an ache because that's what she used to always say to me after she, uh, you know, she hadn't seen the grandkids in a while. That's always what she would say to us. So um, this book is for her. Lovely, lovely. There are, um, it, it, it um, traverses a lot of time, I noticed. There's mm-hmm. present day Mitchell, there's little boy mm-hmm. Mitchell, there's, and our, do your children come into the poems too? How many generations are we seeing in this book? You know, it's I did write poems for them, um, and ultimately um, for my son and my daughter, um, and they just felt like they didn't fit the narrative okay. um, quite as well. Um, so those poems are left out. But I took Amtrak uh, trips to Alabama with my grandparents and my and my aunt um, Sissy that I mentioned in the book. And as a kid, that was just an incredible experience just to see um, this family, um, you know, where I came from, you know, and um, going to Birmingham and Montgomery and Selma, um, it made a huge impression on me. Um, and so, as you say, there's that that me as a child going to Alabama, there's the me um, kind of being here in Bloomington, there's parts of that just kind of, you know, um, which is a point in my life where I was starting things over. Um, and so... There's all of that, I, I think, um, I thought was important to just kind of show um, the times when my grandmother was with me and when she was, you know, gone and how the voice changes and the transition. Right, right. That's great. There's also, I noticed, um, still a lot of music mm-hmm. in this book. Um, you you read the, the one Al Green poem. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Um my uncle that I mentioned uh, in that poem, uh, who used to take me on dates when I was younger, uh, would play the most. Uh, yes, on his <laughs> dates, uh, which I never, I, I, I still don't understand it. Uh, but he played the best music for me when I was a kid. So it was Al Green and the stylistics. And I was like, you know, 
I was listening to some things probably at, at an age that were kind of far beyond my understanding, but I appreciated them later. And I think that's how I ended up, you know, finding Donnie in some way. But music is always with me. So when I think about the places that I am, yeah. and I do this exercise with my students, it's like think of a song that's important to you and then think of the time, yeah. you know, the memory that you can connect to that experience. It's like all these things come flooding back. So when I think about Alabama. Going to Alabama as a kid, I think about OJ's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and barbecues. I think about Parliament Funkadelic. I think about um, uh, Bootsy. It's it's just like there's specific, you know, music that I, that I tie into in, in memories and uh, really important times of my life. And so it's like that has to be in the book. That was a part of me growing up. And it just, it just had to be there. Wonderful. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit um, about the title of the book and um, – People can see the cover when they when they look at the link on the web page. But can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about the the, the title and, and the cover art? The um, the title and the cover art are, are extremely important. Uh, my my uncle John Green uh, did the cover, and the picture that you see at the top is a picture of my grandparents in Louisville, Kentucky, in 1957. And he was the first visual artist I ever knew. So I would grow up seeing his, you know, he has this wonderful self-portrait he did of himself. Also these scenes of Louisville where we grew up. Um, so this is my first, you know, exposure um, to, to visual art. Um, and I was like, this book is about, you know, Louisville and Indiana and Iowa and the places I've lived and, and the past in Alabama. And so he has to do this cover. Um, and Black Alphabet, I, there there is a quote in the in the book that comes from Nikki Finney. Um, that refers to um, frying sweet black, pencil frying sweet black alphabets in an all-night oil. Um, Nikki was my first teacher, and there's something about that phrase. And, you know, I think about we're we're put here to understand the beauty of our differences, not to ignore them. So anybody sometimes, somebody says, we're all the same. I say, no, we're not, you know, and that's what's beautiful, you know, Um, and something to appreciate. So this is... um, you know, my black alphabet that I'm using, this, you know, my, my vernacular from, you know, this, this this Southern kid that, you know, spent a lot of time in the Midwest and how twisted it is. I guess, the, you know, the, the funniest things that we say, but the way that we express ourselves uniquely, right. um, you know, based on where, where we're from and who raised us. Um, and so for me, that's, you know, you know, the black alphabet that Nikki talks about um, in that poem. Um, and I try to represent that. Um, I think everybody has their own uh, alphabet, you know, in a way. Um, and this is mine for this yeah. book. Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Mitchell, thank you so much for taking the time to come in today and share your poems with us. Everybody Thanks. check it out on the web link, please. <laughs> thank you. I really enjoyed this.